bit to the cloud. Welcome to the Hypothalamic Amenorrhea Podcast. I'm Danny Sheriff, your host, certified fertility awareness practitioner, functional nutrition counselor, and founder of the HA Society, and of course, an HA recovery coach who has walked where you currently are walking. This is the place to come if you care about getting your period regularly. This podcast aims to educate, inform, and keep you motivated on your period and HA recovery track. So let's dive in. But last thing, nothing on the show should be taken as medical advice. So please seek the advice of your physician. Are you listening to this show hoping to get some golden nuggets to help you on your way to recovery? Well, great. I hope that you find them because that is exactly what this show is for. But if you really want to take your recovery all the way, completely commit and get on track with your goals, whether they be finally feeling overall healthy, finally getting pregnant, or finally getting back to training, you'll want to join us inside of the HA Society. Not Only is this the perfect community to ask questions and get your support and the accountability that you so often need during these uphill battles with body image and understanding nutrition and incorporating exercise. But it's also a hub of exclusive resources for HAers. All of the HA podcast episodes are released in advance and completely ad-free, so you can listen on the go to the raw, unedited versions uninterrupted. All of the one-on-one coaching calls, of which we have two a week in different time zones, are uploaded to our private podcast feed so that you can listen to events with practitioners and the past community calls as though they were bonus podcast episodes, because I know how much you love to listen to this kind of stuff. And in these calls, we cover requested topics like overcoming the weight gain fears, communicating with friends and family about RHA, diving into how HA works and debunking the imposter syndrome that so many of us have around this diagnosis. There's also an entire resources section with lectures, workshops, and training from the past events that are hosted by experts like Sarah Liz King, Laura Lyons, Kaylee McDevitt, Holly Dunn, and many more. As a member, you also get direct access to myself and Coach Ashley in the DMs. So if you have personal questions or need individualized advice about your recovery we're in there answering your questions in the dms as are all of our other members in the group who impress me week after week with how they show up for each other it's incredible it's like women are just all becoming mini coaches for each other it's so good the ha society is really the place to be if you're going through recovery no matter what stage you're at whether you have ha We've got a few recovery periods, we have your back, and we're all your new best friends. So come and meet us at thehasociety.com forward slash join. That's thehasociety.com forward slash join, and the link is in the show notes for you. Okay, on with the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to the AJ podcast. I'm excited to be bringing you guys a guest episode today. I feel like I haven't been doing enough of them lately, so this is exciting. Everybody, please welcome Emma Taylor. She is a degree qualified naturopath, naturopath, clinical nutritionist, and certified fertility awareness educator. Her mission is to help you understand your miraculous body's wisdom, find harmony with your hormones, and optimize your fertility so that you can live a more empowered life. Uh, she she does many things, right, at, with all of those amazing qualifications. And you when you go to her website, and I'll get her to share more about it with you, but she works with both couples and individual women in general for any kind of fertility challenge, right? So you could work with her to get your period back. Maybe you get your period back and you're trying to conceive and you're like hitting roadblocks because like me, she's fascinated with fertility awareness and, and tracking cervical mucus and temperature and fertility and, and supporting your entire body to be overall healthy, but especially in preconception. Um, she'd be a really great person to talk to and learn from. And thus, I'm excited to have her on the show. Emma, welcome. Oh, thank you so much, Danny. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to chat with you today. Yes. 
before we really dive into like the tactical, you know, healing, get your period back, optimize everything. I want to hear a bit about your story and kind of what brought you here and sort of what brings you onto this show. Will you share? Of course, I'd love to. Well, let's go back to when I was 16 <laughs> without hey. being too, too, um, a long stop, too much of a long story, but it really all began with the oral contraceptive pill as many women's journeys, hormonal journeys do. I was on the pill for about five years from 16 to 21 when I decided I wanted to come off it. And once I transitioned off the pill, my cycle didn't return for three years. So yeah, it's a long time. So during this time, I actually saw a number of GPs, so doctors and gynecologists, but never really got the support that I needed. I was actually diagnosed with polycystic ovarian syndrome initially. Of course you were. (laughs) Out proper investigation, might I add. And I was just sort of told to not worry. If, If ever I wanted children, there's always IVF. And that, of course, really made me carry around this belief that I would have, I wouldn't have an easy time conceiving. Mm. When I was ready to do so. So, you know, I always, always, always tell my client to be conscious of the stories that you carry. Uh-huh. Yes. But I I was essentially I was misdiagnosed. And it wasn't until later, in hindsight, that I realized I didn't actually have polycystic ovarian syndrome. I had in fact hypothalamic amenorrhea. And why I can confidently say that is really taking a snapshot and look at that time of my life. So I lived overseas in London at the time. I was away from all my family and friends. I was actually working as a fashion model at the time. And as you can imagine, you become a product of your environment, particularly in that industry. Um, I can't imagine, yeah. So while it's an incredible, it was an incredible experience, I don't regret one day of it, it was very stressful. Um, And I am a very proactive and ambitious person. And in this, which I, which I should note can be kind of seen as a perfectionist trait, which I'll talk a little bit more about. Mm-hmm. When's your birthday? First of February, so I'm Aquarius. Okay, okay. Fair enough. I don't know. I actually couldn't, I actually couldn't care less. But um, <laughs> I have heard that it's like a specific trait of my, um, I'm a Capricorn, but like, I don't know, it's probably a trait of them all probably so don't worry okay yes ambitious person check the first box is checked yeah the first box is checked and I guess in that industry really in my mind quote unquote the only way of bettering myself as a model was to look better which is so fickle right it's it's really hard Mm. there's already too much pressure on you so the way I could do this was take control of being in shape exercising more watching what I ate tick 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 those boxes yeah so I turned pescatarian and while I definitely always ate I was picky in what I ate I missed whole food groups I definitely wasn't getting enough protein fats or carbohydrates I absolutely over exercise looking back I just can't even believe what I was doing then I would walk for over an hour to get to the gym and then I would do one class sometimes a back-to-back class which is just wild, nearly three hours of exercise in a day. Um, I would also be constantly walking around London to castings. And in, a hi- in hindsight, when I do think back, this was also a way to kind of use up my time because I wasn't truly happy there. Like I didn't have friends. Kept you busy and distracted. Oh, yeah. Interesting. I'm, I'm right. I'm making notes. <laughs> yeah, this can, this can also be you know, one of those, it's, it might not be intentional, but it's just something that you found yourself doing in your life. So with all, with all of this, of course, my period wasn't going to return. And intuitively, I actually realized that what I was doing wasn't conducive to having a regular period at the time. However, I didn't really know what else to do to regain it. I wasn't feeling well. And I guess this coupled with seeing how other women in my circles or other models were restricting food and had that negative relationship with themselves. This was actually a really big driver for me to start studying. And I began studying a Bachelor of Health Science, majoring in neutropathy from Australia distance, so, um, from a distance. So I was studying in, in the UK 
um, online from an Australian college. And really kind of this started that interest in my healing journey because I wasn't getting the help I needed from GPs or gynecologists. I began kind of making, I was my own guinea pig. So I began making big changes. And one of the most drastic was moving home to Australia. So that in itself was a huge relief. system. Really big exhale, stress relief. I began eating red meat again. I drastically, drastically reduced the amount of exercise I was doing. I was just feeling so much happier and less anxious in general. And actually at the time I was also working with a naturopath. So she had me on specific supplements to improve deficient biochemistry, which was a lot, might I add. I had low everything um, because I wasn't eating properly and specific herbs to encourage ovulation. Mm-hmm. And three years later, I got my period back. <laughs> okay, after three years. Mm-hmm. So what was it? What what were the big things that actually actually helped? The big things that actually helped was the holistic care. And this is really how mm-hmm. I, I work with my my clients in my clinic. Um, do you want me to dive a bit more deeply? Yeah, this is a great segue actually into healing ha holistically like what does that mean so long-time listeners of this show know that we generally take a holistic approach right we take a a food first a rest first a a you first approach um we talk about i'm currently in the middle of doing like an adaptogen series we talk about these things as ways to support um but we don't really have anyone on our show talking about like how to get your period back using medication and and synthetic hormones and things like that so in general you know this is a holistic podcast but what does it mean to you and what does it mean in the way that you practice Mm, yeah I love that question so your long-time listeners likely know the cause of HA what the cause of HA is but in case anyone is new to the podcast essentially that communication between the brain and the ovaries which initiates ovulation and menstruation is impaired So the most common causes of HA, as many of your listeners would know, is due to either psychological or physiological stress on the body, which is primarily primarily over-exercising and under-eating. So really the holistic way of regaining your period is we really need to reinitiate that communication between the brain and the ovaries. So similarly to what you said, and I I love that you, you do take that holistic approach with your clients, the first the first thing I look at is nutrition and I send my client for bloods. Mm-hmm. So we do a deep dive into pathology and just to investigate any underlying nutritional deficiency. So when we're not eating correctly, it's really likely that there's going to be deficiencies. So namely iron or um, B12 or zinc, calcium, yeah. all the things, right? Um, and, and this is all going to impact your the way sex hormones are produced, created in the body. So sort of from there, I, I can see from a biochemical perspective what is deficient for a woman. And then I zoom out and then I look broadly at her diet. And I am always very gentle in my approach because often women with HA, myself included, don't or didn't have the best relationship with food. So I don't want this to be like, you have to begin eating loads of carbs and loads of this and then it's let's start slowly and and slowly introduce a little bit more protein complex carbohydrates and fats so really it's kind of seeing where they might be going where they might be needing a little bit of support in their diet Um, and it's very common for me to see my HA clients restricting dietary fats and carbohydrates and not eating adequate amounts of protein yeah so everything (laughs) everything right and they're usually the fun like not funny but like the well-intentioned thing is they're often eating loads of wonderful colorful vegetables and and really thinking that they're being super healthy and that's health for sure but we really need like fats should um, constitute about 20 to 30 percent of total energy intake from over the day Fats are actually fundamental for hormone production as cholesterol is the precursor to sex hormones and yeah. cholesterol is made from fats. Yeah. 
So I really encourage like higher intake of oily fish, vegetarian sources of fat. So like avocado, nut seeds, cold pressed oils. Um, I encourage a complex carbohydrate in every meal. This can be really scary for a lot of women with HA. This was scary for me. I remember I didn't, like, I didn't avoid carbohydrates completely, but I just wasn't, I was just a little bit conscious. Yeah. Of them. Sure. We see a bit of everything, right? It's, it, it is enjoyable in a way at some point. Um, I mean, I've reached a point where I find it enjoyable to get the food logs. The way we do it is actually um, their first intake is a, is a written log, but at, when they become a client, they do a visual. We just use an app called food view. They just take some quick snapshots. We found that this is the easiest thing and they can provide a description, but it's, um it's quite enjoyable to just look at it and be like, what other beliefs or the habits or the food rules that I know that you have had. And like, you can see visually, there are no fat person. There are no carbs person. They just don't eat any protein type person or like often all of the above, you know? Um, and it, it's kind of like, a the more you do it, the better you get at identifying the gaps. Yeah. Totally. And it really, I often say it doesn't have to be hard. It actually doesn't have to be this really whiz bang, you know, quote unquote diet you're on. It's really just about whole foods, incorporating and enjoying. And enjoying is a really, really important word here. It's like switching that 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 guilt around eating to enjoying your food and feeling satiated with your meals. You know, with protein again, I think this is a really, really important one. It it stabilizes blood glucose levels, and with stable blood glucose levels. We have a um, we stabilize cortisol, so that's less stress in your body, less feeling anxious. It's really I always encourage my clients to have a protein source before ten a.m. to stabilize cortisol and blood sugar. Um, and often, I don't know about you, Danny, but I often see women who have HA fast. I really they love fasting, and they instead of eating breakfast, they might be having this coffee to get them through. And they're ravenous a lot of the time, but they're sort of being really strict with, no, I'll just have this bulletproof coffee and I'll get myself through. But that in itself is stimulating cortisol and adrenaline through the body. So it's just this fuel to the fire. Yeah. I love that you're talking about this because we talk about this on the show all the time. And so it's always good when it's like, see guys, that's not just me. (laughs) You know, these are facts. Yeah. Step one is basically yeah. Look at their diet. How are they probably not helping their blood sugar balance? Like uh, what do we need to incorporate to bring this into effect so that we can lessen the stress response? And yeah, y'all, they know coffee and I'm a huge coffee. I'm a coffee freak. I'm from Australia. Come on. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's a, it's a no-go, especially before you've eaten in the morning, right? Like the, yeah, these are the big rocks, the things that that are very common themes in women with HAS, surviving on coffee to get through because you can't eat your lunch till 12. Um, this, yeah, common. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And from like understanding the mechanisms in the body can really make that penny drop. If you're like, oh, everyone just tells me to stop drinking coffee. But quite literally, it shifts us into this sympathetic nervous system dominant state. So also known as that fight or flight state. And when we are in that state, our body literally shuts off the reproductive system for to keep us safe. It's really to keep us safe because when you think back thousands of years ago, when we we're in this nervous system state, we were in danger. So a protective mechanism was, well, we're not in a safe place to have a baby. And while we don't want to have a baby every single month, this is just the way the body works. So really simplified. That's really And when you think about the world we live in, right, the culture, achieve, 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 be everything, do everything, drink all this coffee just to get through. Like <laughs> the stress response, that, that spike of cortisol, what's going on is that's a 20 minute process to come down from, right? Like every single time you spike your cortisol, you put yourself in a stressful situation, which is often for many people all the time. And it takes you 20 minutes to get out of that. If you're doing that multiple times a day, every day for a year, you know, it's going to have a, a toll. But like to kind of the point you said, people are just like, oh, they're just going to tell me not to drink coffee again. Like we hear these things and we're like, that's just a small, they can't possibly be that. This, my infertility cannot possibly be linked to the simple fact 
that I drink a lot of coffee. Well, it's like, well, yes, it is. And that's not, it's not just the coffee in a vacuum, right? It's the ripple effect. And it's how it's allowing, it's how it's causing you to react to the other areas of your life. Yeah, we're on the same page. Yeah, and there's, I often say there's so many other delicious hot beverages. I think, Mm -hmm. honestly, when you keep honest with yourself, it's habitual. There's Mm -hmm. so many other delicious beverages like matcha or chai or hot cacao, you know, all of those. Yes, they Mm -hmm. have but not the amount that coffee does. You know what it was for me? The the calories. It's like, oh, but coffee's calorie free. (laughs) Yeah, this is that that mindset. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like I feared a milk coffee. I feared a hot chocolate or a a chai tea or whatever. It was like, it was uh, one of the things that I had to, um, yeah, to actively, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that, you know, that's the next, that's another point, right? Is that can't like that mindset. But I guess the, the, the next, well, I suppose I can jump down to the mindset before I kind of work on movement as well, but it's all, all the same. But that nervous system support is so important to be able to actually integrate the the nutrition and lifestyle and exercise changes you need to have a calm nervous system to be in a good place and actually research has shown that women with HA have up to 30% higher cortisol than women with normal healthy cycling oh I love that stat okay yeah also you might love this one Danny that women with HA research has shown have perfectionist behavior and tendency to attempt unrealistic number of tasks in a day I like that as well because I'm like that is I I do love that fact because that's so I'll go through like a um an intake form for someone and at some point I eventually just check a box on my sort of form that I look at myself when I'm going through one that's just like all the standard HA tendencies check. Like I basically just have a box for that um, mm-hmm. because it it really is so, so common. And yeah, it's curious, like chicken or the egg, does like being in this state for a long time cause the cortisol to rise a lot? Or is it people with a lot of cortisol have a tendency to have HA? It's interesting. Yeah, well, it's that that initial, I guess, perfectionism, right? Of like do more, be more, do more, be yeah, more. Society, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I guess, as I said, when when a woman is in this heightened nervous system state, you literally won't be able to heal. We need to be in the parasympathetic nervous system state to heal. This is when our body takes a big exhale and is able to actually recover and heal and the sex hormones are able to be produced. So a big part of the work I do with my women is nourishing the nervous system and making it fun. I don't, you know, first and foremost, being gentle like really encouraging my clients to be gentle with themselves already being sitting in front of me or sitting in front of you, Danny, they've made a huge commitment Mm -hmm. to be working on themselves. So that should be totally um, seen, you know, and celebrated. So, and then I, then I'm always encouraging them to do something fun. It doesn't have to mean, if you don't like meditation, you don't have to do meditation, but we know meditation is great. <laughs> but other different practices such as yoga or journaling or nature time or any self-care practices that help you feel like you're shaking the day's stresses off and you're feeling light and fun and yourself. I feel like there's so much, like we keep saying, that external pressure of being doing more as a woman. It's like, actually, what do you want to do? When do you feel most calm and safe? Yeah, that's so kind of talking about like when you're going looking at a woman and you actually see she's checking all the boxes and still no period. I mean, yeah, that's a huge red flag that like, well, what's your outlook on life? Like when's the last time you had genuine fun? Hey, are you trying to recover and maybe even fall pregnant naturally? I thought that might be you. And if so, we have created our best ever yet resource for you. Totally free. This is a masterclass. I've called it my masterclass because I have put everything into this, right? This masterclass is designed for you if you have HA or have had HA and are dealing with suboptimal cycles and you're serious about restoring those babies to full optimization and you want to create the ideal foundation for a pregnancy. 
this is going to be for you. So in this masterclass, I'm going to provide you a lot of things, including a lot of case studies, mine, Ashley's and Mishi's, as well as lots of our past clients and what their challenges were and what they had to do to overcome it. And we cover a really wide variety of types of cases of HA. So everything from primary amenorrhea and missing periods for years and years to short-term amenorrhea and what we did to handle that situation as well and how long it took these people to go from HA to pregnant with this system and how long it took them to go from HA to ovulating, of course, with this system. So lots of information, lots of case studies, lots of stats. We go through why this is not a weight gain plan and how we actually divide you into phases, the three phases of HA and determine what your starting point is so that you have a good idea of where you need to start with your actual changes and lifestyle and nutrition changes. We even cover questions like HA and people with a normal BMI and recovery for people who have had HA for too long. There's so much in this 60-minute masterclass. Y'all, I'm impressed. And at the end, I'll also be running you through how to get a free HTMA, hair tissue mineral analysis through us, which is a part of our process for recovery and preconception clients that we're happily going to give you for free 99 as a massive thank you, of course, for joining the masterclass. So go to the hasociety.com forward slash masterclass or head to our website and you'll find a link for it and find when the next available presentation is going to be. That's the hasociety.com forward slash masterclass. Consistently. And when you give that that permission, because so much of it is permission for some reason, right? And I'm saying with that permission to just like be and not achieve, like I've done this um, fun practice that you might like, which is basically like, and maybe you've done it. Um, let's, your to-do list, let's do it. Okay. Now put it in order of priority. You, now everything underneath number one, you don't do. And that's like, that's how we do it. And it's mind blowing to, to us. Cause it's like, what do you, what do you mean? Like these other things are critical. And it's like, no, they're not, they're not number one. I read the other during this time that's it I love that Uh, yeah I read the other day that a woman on average has 300 points on her to-do list (laughs) I mean really we're never going to get through that yeah I mean I and I am such I am so this person so this person I love to try and over and I'll start the town I can crush through all of this and then I'm two tasks in (laughs) I'm like this is not going to happen. And that that's 100% an area I'm working on right now is creating space, boundaries, and doing more of nothing is so, is, is a full-on goal. And I have reached a point where I feel guilty if I do too much work. <laughs> it's like, I think there's like, um, I think there is a societal change and I hope, I don't know if it's just my bubble, but that shift in going, I don't want to hustle. I don't want to be that Russian woman syndrome, that busy, busy, busy. Actually, mm. there's so much power in being peaceful. And I love what you said, Danny, with the permission. That is, you've nailed that. I often say to my clients, even myself, I needed permission to change from being a pescatarian to a meat eater. Mm. I needed I needed a reason and because otherwise I wasn't being true to what I'd said I was, you know? And I think this is so common in women where they said, no, this is the way I eat. I, I'm a vegetarian or a vegan or whatever. Sometimes just giving them permission and a reason as to why that it's going to be so fundamental for their health mm. allows them to make that change without feeling yeah. guilt. Yeah. And, and I also was the same. Yeah. Permission, mm-hmm. um, permission to have three large meals a day. It's like, and to stop working out so much, yada, yada. This, this story that, that's okay for everyone else. But for me, it's not acceptable. Yeah. 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 Okay. The movement, right. And the endocrine system seems to function best when we, as women adopt a philosophy of moderation. 
in all of things, all of the things. So I work with my clients to find a really nice balance of movement that feels good for them, that is going to support their hormonal health. Now, one thing I do advise to cease is high intensity interval training for at least three months while we work together on their cycle. This is going to give you, the reason behind it is it's going to give you the best chance of regaining your cycle. It's when we think about it, it's again that fuel, cortisol, adrenaline, fuel to the fire. So we really devise a movement routine that encompasses low intensity exercises with strength training. So they're still feeling like they're able to move their body, which of course is so important for mental wealth, uh, mental health and, and wealth and wealth <laughs> and stress relief, you know, all of all of those really that's it's important for the nervous system, but it's just finding that balance and really taking it down, having at least two rest days a week. You know, just some kind of yeah. Yeah, where where pro move your body? Um, over here as well, because the actual proven benefits of exercise can't be ignored. What it is, is our relationship with it and, to, and abusing it. Right. And that's where it needs to, we need to come into check. So fully agree, right? Like when you're doing high intensity interval training during recovery, you are constantly disrupting all the work that you've done to rest and to go into chill mode. And I think what's so hard for people is like, it just doesn't seem fair you know, everyone said like exercise is good for you. Like I, and all the stories we have around what it means about us when we take rest days, what it means about us that I haven't worked out for two days in a row, three days in a row. And I think that's one of the hardest things for people. And so I don't know about you, but I get a lot, the thing of like, but it's just my only stress relief, but I truly love it. Like, yeah, like I, and really what they're saying is like, I will not let go, like help me get my period back without making these changes. Um, And it's like, okay, well, let's just chip away at reducing it and reducing it and give you the evidence you need and, and basically work through the narrative going on in your brain about, you know, what, what you're believing about exercise. It's not true. We need to dismantle it and then rebuild a healthier mm-hmm. relationship with it going forward. Mm, yeah it's so true and even on I guess yeah on that it's like doing it gently like you said you know just slowly slowly but I also often say to my clients that I'm not I'm not here to be a martyr to like force you to do something you're here because you're wanting to make the changes nothing changes if nothing changes you've been doing you've been exercising the way you've been exercising for however many years you, it's not helping you. So the only way we are going to see if we can improve your health is to make these gentle changes. And the power's up to you. you it, you've got the information. You know, you're the one who is going to put these practices into action in each of your days. So you have to be ready. And that's a big part of it, right? If you're not ready, the changes aren't, you, you're not going to heal. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's kind of gentle, but being realistic. I love it. Yeah. You're come to us. It's okay if you're scared, but you do need to be willing to try. Mm. 100%. 100%. Because again, like, I love this quote. It's always quoted, but the definition of madness is doing the same thing and Mm. expecting a result, right? Yeah. It's not going to work. So we have to make these changes. And and I all like I've said a few times, it doesn't have to be, all right, tomorrow, no exercise. You're eating this. It's like we just make them slowly over months and months and months. And you will, I promise you, you'll notice change. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And it's like it's slow. Um, but when you zoom out, you it, you know, when because you're taking this slow route, it feels and you're living in your body every day, right? every single day so it feels like it's taking forever but you like you zoom out and it's really only been three months and look at all of the progress that you have made mentally and physically you're not cold anymore your hair stopped falling out like um the period isn't the only thing that the body's working on (laughs) so true yeah yeah everything along the way so I guess to um, close up that question the other part of the puzzle that I well, the tools I utilize to support women in regaining their cycle is through individualized supplements. So 
any that are required for the to correct the nutritional deficiencies that they may have had that I've noticed on their pathology. So, but definitely these three main supplements I always give my clients is zinc, magnesium, and B6 because they're the cofactors for hormone production. So they're they're a must-have. Um, and then again, if there's anything else going on, like <clears throat> often there's calcium deficiency, but B12, because perhaps they may not have been eating enough animal proteins, etc. So we do that individually. Then from a herbal perspective, we are so fortunate to have such incredible herbs that excel in women's reproductive health. And they're so helpful in regaining your cycle and regaining ovulation if you have HA or really any other reproductive concerns. So really the goal with herbal medicine is to reestablish that communication between the hypothalamus and the ovaries and calm the nervous system down and support the adrenals. We're just thinking like when the body is truly nourished, it will regain its cycle. It wants to be in balance. So some of the herbs that I utilize, um, one is called tribulus. And this is, I pulse this herb throughout the cycle and it mimics gonadotropin releasing hormone from the hypothalamus and that's what sort of that's that triggers initiates the start of that hormonal communication that initiates ovulation i love peony uh, this is a herb that supports estrogen adequate levels of estrogen in the body you may have all heard of this herb called chase tree also known as vitex agnus castus now it's an amazing herb and I do definitely use it with my women um, to encourage ovulation and adequate progesterone levels. But I really would put like a little asterisk beside this that with all herbs, please don't self-prescribe because mm. it's dose dependent. It's they're always individualized depending on how long we give it to you for, where, when we give it to you in the cycle or if you're not cycling, you know, how many days, et cetera, is it pulsed? It's very important because I see so many women self-prescribing Vitex doing more harm than good. Yeah. So I just have to put that little footnote. You know, and to add to like the other benefit of getting it prescribed to you by someone else is this unbiased view that like you have the foundational rocks in place too, right? You're not just going to be like, take these and not do the, the lifestyle changes that are required, right? It's like once we have those in check and I know that we're on the same page, you may have some supplements. <laughs> That's exactly right. It is it's a process, you know. It's not just, I often say this as well, we can't bypass true lifestyle and dietary changes by supplements. We can't yeah. bypass. It's not going to work. I actually tried it myself. <laughs> when I was oh, going, yeah, yeah, for sure. Same. Yeah, and it doesn't work. That's actually a big part. Like, so um, my I have a co-coach, Ashley, and she's on the show a lot too. And we're currently putting together a program and in general, we also like work together on most of our client cases. And just today, you know, we're, we're working through like our syllabus for this program. And I'm like, I really want to do um, a module that kind of goes through a lot of the supplements that I really like, like beef liver, yada, yada. Um, and she's just like, yeah, but she always pushes back um, because from her perspective, it's like, uh, she worries that if we give people the supplement route, they'll skip the lot, which I, which is totally valid because we see people try to do that for sure. But it, it's so tough because it's like, but it is important and it is extremely helpful and we have to put it in there. And she's like, fine. Um, but yeah, like that push pull is there for all of us yes, when it comes yeah. to talking about supplements. So it's so important that we always reiterate like, the foundations have to be in there first, but then yeah, supplementation can be so helpful. Cause like you said way earlier back in the episode already, um, you know, when we've had AJ for a long time, there's always, there's going to be a deficiency in mm -hmm. a lot of stuff. Yeah. And there's so much you can do through food as the foundation. So that's why Danny and I are saying this is like, we want food to be number one supplements second, right? Because this is long-term in your control and power to ensure that you're completely nourished. Supplements, as the name suggests, supplement a diet and mm -hmm. they should be used for a period of time and then tape it off. So yeah, I love that. I love that you have, just that you're conscious of that in your syllabus as well. And I guess it's just reiterating it, isn't it? Yeah, over and over again. It's like I have this whole adaptogen series and a pretty much for like at the beginning and end of all of them. It's like yes. sandwiched well, that's right. in. <laughs> 
because they I use those a lot in my HA clients oh, nice. and which you'd probably know it's a, it's becoming a little bit of a common one which is great because it's sensational is withania and this is a known adaptogen it's also known as ashwagandha so you might know it is ah, yes that. okay um and this calms the nervous system, reduces cortisol, supports adrenals, supports supports that threshold of stress. So really like mm, builds that threshold out. So you're not sort of being triggered as, as easily. Yeah. Like makes you more adapted to yes. stress, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm currently on it. I'm on probably my like sixth week um, of giving it a shot. So I think I feel pretty good. I haven't had any emotional breakdowns. Yeah, I'm on it as well. I give it to pretty much all my clients who need who need a little bit of nervous system. Interesting. Support. Okay, okay. Well, we're kind of we're coming up on time, but I was, you know, I feel like we've covered some really good stuff. Um I was curious just to kind of finish up. I know that a lot of your clientele are you know, conception clients, right? Funnily enough, most people want to deal with this problem at that point. What is it about, like, what are some tips, if you will, some practical, tactical things that people can do? They're, they're, they're checking the boxes like we've already just um, talked about. You've gone through a few of the herbs already. Maybe there's some more herbs or some more supplements you want to recommend. What else can people do to help support their body in regaining their cycle mm. along the way? I love that question. And, you know, this is a really big one because I do see a lot of women who are like, they've gone off the pill, for example, they, they don't get their period. It's been year, a year or a bit. And they're like, but I really want to conceive. I want to conceive yesterday. So when you're doing all the things that we've just worked through, there are a few other suggestions, particularly for this phase of life. So number one is really trusting your body trust that your body has the innate ability to heal when given the chance so you i really want you to kind of tap in and and acknowledge that you're doing the work you know that can in itself can just be an exhale and a little bit of a weight off your shoulders perhaps you could write i know this sounds funny for some people or a bit woo but even writing down an affirmation or journaling this down, I trust my body, I trust that it has the innate ability to heal and I trust that I'm doing everything I can in my power to bring back my cycle. Um, I would really encourage you to begin charting your cycle. I know Danny speaks about this a lot. And as a fertility awareness educator, this is one of the best tools you can use for conceiving because it will give you real-time insight into hormonal changes as you are on your healing journey. So you will actually see cervical mucus changes that are going to be inspiring and encouraging, that are going to indicate you are nearing ovulation, that all the work you are doing is actually working, which is so exciting. So, and, and when you do get your cycle back, this is key information to know and to utilize for optimizing your chances of conceiving each cycle. So that's a really big one I would suggest. Um, another tip would just be calling your support team. You don't have to do this alone. Find a team of practitioners and loved ones that can support you on this journey because I know it can feel really lonely at times. Some Often we keep our fertility journeys to ourselves, of course, but, you know, find the ones you love and and feel that support and, and get the right, the right help by the right practitioners is a big one. So you're not sort of wasting time and energy and money. And then I guess finally I would say kind of leading off from this one is get your partner on board with beginning preconception care. Because while you are making all these positive changes to your health, your partner can also in a different way, but this will undoubtedly improve his fertility, his sperm quality, and overall health for when your cycle returns and you're actually ready to bring a healthy baby into the world. So I really always advise my clients to have a minimum of three months preconception care because this is, you know, it takes 76 days for sperm to regenerate, 100 days for an egg um, to regenerate or um, to develop, should I say. So this beautiful, unique phase of three months is the perfect time for your partner to be really optimising his sperm and fertility while you're working toward regaining ovulation. I just feel like it makes you, you feel like you're a better team. You're on this journey together. 
Hell yeah. Team is incredibly important because your environment around you, if it is not conducive to recovery, if you like, if you're just doing the same thing over and over again out there, surrounded by the same messages and the same people and yada, yada, it's like you, you really do need to, for lack of a better term, manipulate your environment a little bit for you to be successful. And the best way to do this is to ask for the support. And if you cannot ask for the support, you know, avoid the non-supporters, like critical and you're having a team having people who get it like having community you have to you can't do it alone love it appreciate it emma where can people best learn about you and reach out to you if they would like to get support from you or even just you know read or see some of the amazing things that you put out there yeah, so you can come and say hello to me on Instagram at Emma Taylor Naturopathy. Emma is spelled with one M. Um, this is where I post a lot of content about fertility and hormones. You can pop over to my website, which is www.emmataylor.com. And this is where you can learn about my online fertility course called Fertile Foundations, in which I support couples all over the world on their fertility journey. Um, I also offer one-on-one worldwide consultations and uh, I, I write as well. So you can yeah, take a big deep dive into some of the content on there, but I'd love to connect with you over, over on Instagram. That's where I, my main kind of socials. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. I really, really enjoyed this conversation. Love hearing from other practitioners and just chat and recovery so really really appreciate your time maybe we'll have you back that would be so good you should come and do a an event inside of the ha society um i feel like there's so many topics that you could host like a a call on we would love that oh i would love that well thank you so much for having me and thank you for the work that you're doing and the messages and information and education that you're spreading it's so powerful and so helpful for so many women so thank you danny no thank you all right everyone Loved it. Have a great day and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Hey there, it's me, Danny, and I want to tell you about TempDrop as a fertility awareness method tracking option. So many of you guys know that we actually recommend the fertility awareness method both as you're going through recovery and 100% after you have gotten some cycles back and you're starting to move forward for the rest of your reproductive years. So TempDrop itself is a wearable fertility monitor and we love it. It's a wearable device. So you put it around your arm and you can use that instead of taking your temperature manually with a thermometer each morning. So I'm personally a big fan of the manual tracking. All of us at the HA Society are, and that's the method that we use, you know, just using a good old thermometer. We use that with our clients because it's the best way to use it as a diagnostic tool, as a practitioner. And it's also the best way to ensure if you're trying to avoid pregnancy that you don't get pregnant. However, manual temping for many reasons is just not always an option. When you're in the middle of recovery, again, we do recommend manual temping. But once you're cycling, the temp drop is actually a really great hack. So it gives you basically everything you need to effortlessly track your fertility status, like where you are in your monthly cycle. So you wear the temp drop sensor while you're sleeping for accurate basal body temperature readings without the stress of early morning wake-ups. So I personally love this because with a toddler, my wake-up times are all over the place and the occasional sleep disruptions make using an oral thermometer a lot more difficult. So TempDrop's accompanying charting app enables you to track an array of symptoms alongside your basal body temperature. This includes tracking your cervical mucus, if you've been using OPKs, and then it also gives you sleep insights too. So you can combine these fertility signs all in one place, and that will help you identify your fertile window, confirm ovulation, plan for your period. And if you're trying to get pregnant, you know, identify whether or not you are pregnant. So whether you're trying to conceive or avoiding pregnancy, or you want to chart for health reasons, like 
HA recovery, making sure your cycle is not slipping back in the HA direction. Temp Drop makes fertility awareness accessible to all women, even if you don't have regular cycles or sleeping patterns. So track your ovulation in real time with the Temp Drop. And we are lucky enough to have a 15% off code. So if you go to their website, they're usually having a sale, but you can stack this code on top of the existing code. So just go to tempdrop.thehasociety.com and use the code AFHA Society. I think too, if you just go to tempdrop.com and, and use um, AFHA Society at the checkout, that will work too. So happy temping and good luck. This episode is brought to you by Grassland Nutrition Beef Liver Capsules. Did you know that in terms of nutrient density, beef liver actually blows vegetables and fruits out of the water? If you're a client of mine, you have already been instructed to eat beef liver either fresh or in capsule form. I recommend it for anyone and everyone who is, of course, dealing with amenorrhea and fertility challenges out there, but I may even recommend it for just everyone in general. Get your husbands on it. Get your partners on it. If you have a history of HA and add on top of that, maybe a history of the pill, maybe you've been pregnant before, you know, through treatments or other, like you've just, your body's been through anything, you know, you're absolutely 100% dealing with a nutrient deficiency of some kind. And while it's true that testing is going to be the best way to understand those exact deficiencies, Eating nutrient-dense real food is going to be one of the most important next steps that you take with or without testing. So I've been using and recommending Grassland Nutrition Beef Liver Capsules for years now. And the capsule form makes it so easy to get your liver in every day. And I appreciate the transparency of this product in particular above others. So in case you're wondering, it's completely natural. This is freeze-dried beef liver in capsules. It's organic. It's made from Australian beef. And my favorite of their products is the liver with kelp because of the iodine from the kelp, which is important for overall thyroid function, which is often low in women with underperforming hormones. So rather than eat seaweed snacks every day, I get to take this beef liver with the kelp for my iodine. So if you're recovering or working on a fertility journey right now, do not skimp the nutrient-rich source of beef liver. Get 10% off your order with the HA Society and support your favorite podcast along the way. They ship to most countries, so you should be covered. Just go to grasslandnutrition.net and use HA Society, just HA Society, at the checkout for the 10% off. That's grasslandnutrition.net with the code HA Society. Thank you so much for listening today, guys. Please subscribe to the podcast. And if you could head to iTunes specifically and leave a rating or review, that would help so much because it makes it easier for other people with HA who are Googling around to find the podcast really easily. So if you do that, you're doing a service to all of the women.